Hi, and welcome back. I'm Susan Patang from The Quiet Zone Coaching, and you're listening to Dear Aunt Susan, I Need Divorce Advice. So this season, this is season three, and we are talking about all these different uh, tips and tricks that you can use to navigate the overwhelming feelings that come with divorce. Being in a divorce is like being chucked into an emotional blender, or I like this one too. Being in a divorce is like having your emotions thrown into a Yahtzee cup and all the dice tossed up in the air. And that's what it feels like. I mean, everything that you knew, everything that was familiar to you in your life has been chucked up into the air. So today we're going to talk about how to set limits on unreasonable people. And if you would like to learn a little bit more about me and the Quiet Zone Coaching and my programs for uh, managing the overwhelm of divorce, you can go to www.thequietzonecoaching.com and read all about it. But right now, let's talk about setting limits. One of the biggest stressors that I've heard from divorcing women is that they are sick and tired of other people making unreasonable demands of them. And it's not just of their time. Um, it's, it's just asking for things that just aren't, it's just not fair. Sometimes it's the ex telling them, oh, I can't take the kids this weekend after all, because uh, they want to go away with the, the new gal pal for the weekend. Or it can be the boss who is demanding that you work late, but your babysitter can't watch the kids past six o'clock. Or it might even be your attorney who blows off your questions and won't explain things that you don't understand. And that's a huge part of, uh, it, of a divorce. Some of that stress in divorce has to do with not understanding the language that they speak. The financial people and the uh, attorneys and the legal people, you know, you're trying to do your best here, but what the hell are you talking about? You want to say, oh my God, you don't know what they're talking about, what they need, what they're asking for. It's a different language. It's a different world. So sometimes we have to set a hard limit. Now that is your last option. And, you know, we've talked in some of the other episodes about some of the prior communication methods that you can use to, to address a conflict, but setting a hard limit comes when all the other options that might be more nice or polite have been exhausted. There are times when it's absolutely necessary and you got to put your foot down and say, okay, no, no, this isn't happening. So I'm going to give you a great formula to use and to practice in advance. That's the key. So that way you've got a tool to use when you just have to stop somebody in their tracks. Now, before we go into, into this any further, this is a, there's a very important footnote that I want to just chuck in there. Tone is everything. It's not always what you say, but how you say it that makes the difference, okay? The degree of firmness that you use should be in proportion to the degree of the importance of the issue, okay? I'm going to say that again. The amount of firmness that you use with these limit-setting strategies I'm going to give you the tone should be in proportion to the degree of importance of the issue, not the degree of how annoyed you are, okay? So yes, you might be highly annoyed, but if it's just something stupid, then no, don't give it a ton of, of, of energy and a ton of tone, okay? 
use, use your judgment here. Okay. So the best way to set a limit on somebody who's stomping on you is to use what I call the X, Y, Z statement. When you do X, I feel Y and I'd like Z. So the focus is going to be on how you're feeling, not on accusing or blaming the other person. Now, I'm going to give you some examples and we'll talk about them. The first one is when you decide not to take the kids for the weekend, it really frustrates me and it hurts the kids' feelings. I'd like to have a week's notice and a date to reschedule from now on. Okay. So did you notice how I was pulling up some uh, a solution and I wasn't being a jerk? Okay. The next one, when you ask me to work late at the last minute, I get upset. I'd like to explore some other options to keep the project on track that don't involve me having to stay late. The last one, the last example is when you don't explain what the terms on this agreement mean, I get confused and I feel anxious because I don't understand how they'll affect me. I just want to take 10 minutes or so to learn what they mean and how it's all going to impact me. Now, do you notice that these statements are not just calmer, but they sound reasonable and they're focused on solutions? They do not cast blame. It's not productive to cast blame. It's not productive to yell and it's not productive to make unreasonable demands. So if you want to focus on your feelings, okay, not what they did per se, but how you feel about what they did. And also focus on how to solve the problem. What is the problem and how do I fix it? This is only one of the ways to keep cool and to keep going when your day gets tough and you have to start resolving conflict and dealing with other people. If you would like to learn nine ways to get your control back during divorce, I want you to go to this website to read the article. It's really great. It's uh, www thequietzonecoaching.com slash anger. Okay. It's a really great article about nine ways that you can keep your control um, and not lose your temper. It's, it's really useful. I really uh, suggest you go take a, take a read. It's a great article. It's not that long um, until next week. This is Susan Patang from the quiet zone coaching. I hope you have a marvelous, awesome, amazing week. Namaste.